0: Welcome to the Nerd Party. Time for a retro perspective. Hello, and welcome to Retro Perspective, the show on the Nerd Party where we take a look at all of the movies released 25 years ago this week, or 25 years ago last week and the week before, as the case may be. Close enough. I'm Mike. I'm John. And today we're trying to play a little bit of catch up. We're not looking at the movies released on May 6th, 1994, but we are looking at the movies released on April 22nd through April 29th, 1994. So uh, yeah, let's get started with April 22nd, shall we?
1: You know what? I'm excited to get started with April 22nd. This is going to be some good conversation right here.
0: So there were three movies that were released on April 22nd, uh, the first of which, uh, coming in at number 16 at the box office with $1.1 million and 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, is Chasers. This movie looks weird because it looks like a little crazy comedy thing, But it's directed by Dennis Hopper.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? I did not. I did not see it. It did look weird and interesting, and it looked like it would be a really – number one, I would have been interested to see it just because it has um, an actor from surviving the game. So Mm. it would have been nice a nice bit of continuity. Um, Actually, it has two actors because Gary Busey's in it too. Yeah. Yeah. And it really looked looks like it was a comedy that was trying to. It was very much plugging into the whole thing of how new the idea of um, women being more prevalent in the military, uh, you know, sort of like approaching that how it was still sort of an oddball thing, and you know, so it would have been interesting to look back and see how it would have reflected that. But when I watched the trailer a second time, I. I, I, I bailed. I tapped out. I didn't see it. Did you?
0: No, I didn't see it. I was intrigued, but, you know, I kind of had another movie from this week on the radar. But, you know, at 33%, it seems like it was the big winner of the week in terms of uh, critical praise. <laughs> so that's something.
1: Yeah. That's true. That's true.
0: Uh, but number 11 at the box office with $2.4 million and 25% on Rotten Tomatoes
1: is The Inkwell. Yeah, The Inkwell. Yeah, did you see this? I did. Yeah? I did. I wanted to see it back then. None of the theaters played it around me. I'd forgotten about it. And then when I saw it come up in this, I said, "Oh, hey, here's I can write that historical wrong from missing yeah. that film from 25 years ago."
0: There you go. So so uh what's it about?
1: Well, it's a it's a coming-of-age tale um but it's told with the backdrop of there are these two sisters, um, and they're African-American families. One sister married a uh, now former Black Panther, and they live in New York. And then the other sister married this, um, you know, this this yuppie who is pro-Nixon guy, and they live on Martha's Vineyard. And, you know, they haven't really talked in years. They don't really get along too well. And so the two families come together for a summer vacation, Uh, And there you find out there's this place on Martha's Vineyard called the Inkwell, which is where all the African-American families hang out. And, um, so it's, it's, I don't want to say it's a basic because there are very unique spins on everything, but it's a very straightforward, uh, coming of age tale, but it has some really interesting twists to it. And it's some really good comedy too. Um, I enjoyed it a great deal. Um, and uh, you know any of its sort of narrative flaws are made up for by uh, the charm like joe morton plays the former black panther and i love joe morton in just about anything so i was excited that he was in it um and i always forget the actor's name but the the pro nixon guy uh is the same actor who played the uh the science teacher in gremlins uh but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. It's not a great movie by any stretch, but it's a good movie um, with a lot of charm and a lot of fun. Uh, Jada Pinkett is in it before she was Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, and it's you know, so it's it's a it's a cute tale. I, I would recommend it. All right, cool. Well, um, I didn't see it, but I did
0: see the number two movie at the box office mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this week. Uh, which made five million dollars and had nine percent positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh huh. Bad girls. Yes, bad girls. Uh, this is a movie which I've always been intrigued by, mainly because of the um, laser disc jacket, the poster art. In fact, uh, when laser discs were being discounted and uh, you know on clearance at various stores, I actually. Blind bought the LaserDisc for Bad Girls for, I mm-hmm. believe, $10, and I never watched it. And now, finally,
1: I watched it. And did you watch it too? I did. I watched it as well. I'm anxious to know about that experience from, from your end with Bad Girls. What what When you went in and you saw it and saw what it was about, what is it about? Well, it's
0: about uh, a group of women who were prostitutes who basically decided to screw all that and go off to build a like a, it's like a, a sawmill.
1: Has, I think. Right. Yeah. So yes, they they had a, a deed and they wanted to fulfill yeah. their dream of being landowners or whatever,
0: but. Along the way, they uh, kill a guy in self-defense and now the the Pinkertons are after them. So, you know, they've got that little bit of complication. And uh, yeah, it just goes from there. I mean, it's got a cast of a whole bunch of actresses who I'm always really confused by. Because like Madeline Stowe and Andy McDowell, for whatever reason... I cannot separate the two of them. I always think they're the same person. And Mm -hmm. here they are both in this movie, which was super duper confusing. Uh, Mary Stewart Masterson is in it, which always confuses me because I think that she's the same person as Mary Louise Parker. So Mm -hmm. that was confusing. Dermot Mulroney was in it, which is really confusing because I always think that he's the same person as Dylan McDermott. I was super confused by everyone in this movie except for Drew Barrymore because Drew Barrymore is Drew Barrymore. Yes. But a very good cast, uh, even if I couldn't tell them apart. Hmm. Um, And it really felt like kind of it wanted to be sort of like a traditional epic Western, but at the same time it wanted to be like this super edgy like girl power movie. Yes. And it somehow got caught in between and ended up being neither.
1: I would say that's an incredibly accurate way to put it, yeah. And and it was really bad. It sure was. I uh, I actually, when watching it, um, I, uh, I wound up, and my general rule is I will never look at my phone or anything like that. Even when I'm at home, I keep it away. I think I got maybe about 12 minutes into it, and I sent a note to my friend Joey, and I said, "Hey, did you ever see Bad Girls?" And the response back was, "Oh man, that one with Drew Barrymore? Yeah, that's the one." I regret my decision, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna hate this." And yeah. I, I knew it was off to a bad start, and that it was, it was too focused on its girl power mission instead of its, you know, its historically accurate mission, because. In that opening scene where, you know, the, the, uh, the, the one is trying to get away from the guy who's obviously like a Confederate colonel or former Confederate colonel or whatever. And he's trying to take her back into the room and everything. She's like, no, I want to get away from him. And Madeline Stowe stands up and says, you know, leave her alone. And he pulls out his gun and he fires and then she kills him and then the town wants to string her up. In the Old West... The second that that guy pulled out his gun and started firing indiscriminately, Madeline Stowe would have had to be the fastest draw on the floor to kill him, right? And whoever shot him would have been given a high five because nobody, I mean, the old West, everybody was literally walking around with a gun. Mm-hmm. And if somebody just walked in and fired, everybody would kill them. Like it would have been a race to kill him. So i that was sort of... That was sort of the point where I knew it wasn't going to be the most historically accurate uh, seeming film, sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, it was
0: a bit of a mess. Um, but Jerry Goldsmith did the score, and it was yep. way like almost like inappropriately good. Yes, you know, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. well, um, I, I, I would offer though that the one slim ray of hope that I would give it. And I think the point of attack that they should have gone with was there in the film. And I wonder how many like rewrites or reapproaches or whatever changed it. But when she goes in at one point with the deed and says, you know, this is my husband's deed. And then the guy says, sorry, it's the law. You can't have it. He's dead. There's your point of attack that I think satisfies everything and allows you to um, have it you know, be, I I, I don't know, more grounded is to start with that point of attack so that you're intrigued. Oh, she couldn't, that's definitely unfair. And then you have stuff proceed from there. Yeah. That would be, that would, that's what I would offer. So,
0: oh well, maybe in the remake, that's the way they'll go about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So April 22nd, kind of, kind of not the, the best week for movies. Yes. Uh, but let's, let's move on to the next week. Um, we have uh, a Wednesday opening, uh, another uh, African-American-oriented movie opening on a Wednesday, we're seeing once again, mm-hmm. with uh, You So Crazy, which was uh, a Martin Lawrence concert film. Uh, it came in at number five at the box office for the week with $3.2 million and a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Did you watch this? I did not, and I'm curious. I remember the ads for it, and I always thought Martin Lawrence was funny. Was the movie funny? Did you, you watched it, yeah?
0: I did watch it, and the movie was funny. Um, Interestingly, it was directed by Thomas Shlami, who is uh, a television director. He's like basically Aaron Sorkin's director. So he did okay. like the pilot for West Wing and the pilot for, uh, you know, Sports Night and all those other things. Like all mm-hmm. of the the Aaron Sorkin shows were directed by Thomas Shlamy. And uh, yeah, he, he directed this too, which I mean, there wasn't much in the way of direction. It was pretty much just Martin Lawrence up on stage doing his bit. But I thought it was pretty good. I mean, some, some parts were... You know, maybe went on a little too long and stuff like that. I didn't think it was fantastic. It's not the best stand-up I ever saw, but it was pretty funny. Um, So I I would recommend it. Um, It's a little hard to come by. Uh, The only place that I could find where it was streaming was on the Cinemax app. So I signed up for the free trial where I discovered that the Cinemax app has um, True Lies and the theatrical, theatrical cut of the abyss. Oh really? In, in HD? Oh wow. So, yeah, that's a weird thing. That is so, weird. So, yeah, so I'm holding on to it now and I'm probably actually going to hold on to it longer because I saw a trailer for a new show that they have coming up called Jet, starring Carla Gugino Ooh. in sort of like a neo-noir thing where she's like a like a professional thief or something like that. Oh, intrigued? Yeah. That sounds
1: so, interesting. I'm, I'm I'm I think I'll keep it. I think I'll watch that, you know. Uh, just a, a quick question for frame of reference: "You So Crazy" would have predated his sitcom, right? I don't know. It predates
0: "Bad Boys" by yeah. a year, but I but know his, that he was on his sitcom when he did "Bad Boys." Yeah, that's true. So I'm thinking maybe his sitcom was already.
1: Yeah, it, it probably going. just very close in terms of time or whatever. Because yeah, he was probably
0: doing the sitcom when he did the stand up.
1: Yeah no i I know that um my brother and I loved watching that show yeah uh, yeah, we did like martin was a that was a funny show <laughs> that was a good show yeah so yeah.
0: yeah well there you go, all right, so moving on to friday april twenty ninth uh we've got uh one two three four five six more movies, okay the first one is I am my own woman, which uh does not have a rating on Rotten Tomatoes and didn't you know make the charts at the box office. Uh, This is a movie. It's a German movie about um, a guy, I believe, during the Nazi regime, uh, who was a transvestite and stood up for, like, gay rights in Nazi Germany. So um, they say it's like a documentary with some dramatized bits, but I haven't seen it. No, it, I didn't see, see it either. Okay, no. so next up, also not charting on Box Office Mojo, but with a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, is The Secret Rapture. No, no, I didn't no. see this either. Okay, uh, next up, also, well, no, I'm sorry. Next up at number eleven on rot- on uh, the the charts with one point nine million dollars. And a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes is The Favor. Did you see this? I did not. Did you? No, no. It's about like a woman who's married, but then like she meets her high school sweetheart again and wonders what it would be like or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, number seven at the box office with two point one million dollars and forty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes is PCU,
1: which I did not rewatch, but I did see back in the day. Yeah, have you, you ever seen it back it? then? No, I've never huh. seen it. Yeah. Um, it's it's a comedy movie. It's basically like an updated Animal House in a lot of ways, and it has. Um, some of the funniest bits from a 1990s movie that I can remember that became part of the regular lexicon of me and my friends. Uh, F- John Favreau's in it, um, in a great role as a stoner, uh, who <laughs> you know flashes at one moment he flashes forward to his future and he sees uh, himself testifying before Congress. And they're, you know, they're saying, What do you have to say for yourself? and just leads forward and says, I didn't exhale. Um, uh, (laughs) Jeremy Piven uh, is in it. Um, And the whole thing sort of, you know, makes fun of the idea of how cause-driven college students can be. Um, But also along the way, you meet these great characters. Who There's one guy working on uh, his thesis is the Kane Hackman theory which is that on cable television. Now, keep in mind, kids, this is before streaming and the Internet and everything really, you know, come to the forefront in the, in the world. And um, the Kane hackman theory is that 24 hours a day, any day, uh, a Michael Kane or a Gene Hackman movie will be playing on a cable television channel somewhere. And so the guy's literally sitting on a couch staying awake for a week, uh, with cigarettes and coffee to prove the Kane Hackman theory, um, which is, you know, that a great little commentary. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, I, I, I think it is a, a bunch of harmless fun. And as an added bonus, uh, directed by Hart Bochner. Yeah. Uh, who played Ellis in Die Hard. So. Yes,
0: he did. He did. And also yeah. the voice of the
1: mm-hmm.
0: congressman or whoever. And, uh, the city Ask councilman. The yeah. yeah, city councilman. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there you go. Okay. All right. I'll check it out eventually. I think you should. Okay. Number 4 at the box office with 4.3 million dollars and 17% on Rotten Tomatoes was with honors. Did you watch this movie? I did. Yeah.
1: I did. Did you?
0: No. Oh, what
1: a shame. <laughs> what what a think? what a what a shame, Mike. Um I I think that I probably watched With Honors because I didn't want to back then, but it's been one of those things that sort of intrigued me the whole time, and I remembered Madonna's song uh, that went along with it. Okay. And I find it fascinating that this was released the same day as uh, PCU because yeah. they couldn't be more different from each other. Okay. Um with Honors is in that reality bites, threesome, Gen X, angsty, existential crisis sort of thing yeah. going on. But, I mean, this guy's got Brendan Fraser. I love Brendan Fraser. Uh, Joe, Joe Pesci's in it uh, as a homeless guy. Um, and it's got Patrick Dempsey. It's got Moira Kelly. Gore Vidal is in it. And Wacky Premise gets things going. Joe Pesci plays a homeless guy who comes into possession of Brendan Fraser's uh, thesis and he holds it hostage uh, in exchange for food and shelter. Um, and, of course, along the way, he imparts magical homeless man wisdom mm-hmm. to, uh, to everybody, including teaching Brendan Fraser that, you know, I think we all can dig deep inside ourselves and agree. It really is enough just to graduate from Harvard. You don't need to graduate from Harvard with honors. <laughs> That seriously, that's the whole thing. It's not that Brendan Fraser is in danger of not graduating. It's not that he'd have to buckle down and do what any other uh, college student has found themselves at some point. And oh gosh, I lost my big project. I'm going to have to stay up for 72 hours and get this done. No, no, we go on a wacky journey in winter in Boston uh, with him learning to love and relax about uh, whether or not he's graduating with honors.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, looking at the trailer, it really seems like it's trying to be something like, well, Goodwill Hunting that came out a yes. few years later or whatever, whereas, like, PCU is trying to be, you know, something which is just sort of, like, insane, and I find it kind of hilarious that, you know, looking at these Rotten Tomatoes scores, PCU has 47%, and With Honors has 17%. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I guess that's the way it goes sometimes, right?
1: Yeah. It's just, it's with honors. It's just so, I don't get how you set your main character's crisis. Isn't that he's not going to graduate. Isn't that he's going to lose his house. Isn't any of that stuff. It's just, he doesn't get to say that he graduated cum laude. I'm not finding a lot of sympathy for the kid. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. So, Mm, well, yeah.
0: All right. So the last movie of the week coming in at number two at the box office with four point six million dollars and a 50 percent, three movies with 50 percent, which is the highest uh, of any, you know, this week um, on Rotten Tomatoes is No Escape.
1: Which I saw back in the day.
0: Okay, this is a movie that I really wanted to see. I've always wanted to see this movie ever since I saw the video at uh, Windy City Video, and you know, Ray Liotta stars, I believe, mm-hmm. from Martin Campbell, the director of Golden Eye and uh, Casino Royale. So I was like, this is definitely the movie that I'm gonna watch. Not available to stream. And it's out of print, so the DVDs cost like 35 bucks. So I was like, okay, not, not happening, unfortunately. But yeah. you saw it back in the day. What did you
1: think? Um, back in the day, I remember thinking that it was pretty good. Um, I remember that the group of friends that I went with, I was the only one who thought it was pretty good. Everybody else thought it was bad. Um, but it was interesting. Uh, You know, it's an interesting premise. It it was, you know, Ray Liotta, you know, yeah, he committed the crime, but he didn't deserve the punishment. When you look at the mitigating circumstances sort of thing. And so it was, you know, it was interesting. Like I I don't have a crystal clear uh, memory of the whole thing, except I do remember the opening um, showing, you know, the, the, you know, people uh, marching, you know, from, Upper left screen to lower right screen, um, but yeah, you know, it was it was mildly interesting, and I, I thought it wasn't a bad way to spend a couple hours. So,
0: all right, well, maybe if it, it ends up online somewhere someday, I'll check it out. You know, yeah, check off that box from my Martin Campbell watching whatever, whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it.
1: Your checklist.
0: Checklist. There you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh well. Well, the next next week, we will talk about the next two weeks
1: of yes. movies.
0: So, yeah, on May 4th, which is a Wednesday, we, they, we have a movie that came out called Baby Fever. Then on May 6th, we, there's five movies. That's mm-hmm. Entertainment 3. Yes. Dream Lover, Being Human, mm-hmm. Clean Slate and Three Ninjas Kickback. Oh, boy. Yeah, which I just (laughs) learned. Apparently, Three Ninjas Kickback doesn't have the original cast, and it was actually shot after Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, which came out after Three Ninjas Kickback. For some reason, they decided to release the one where they couldn't get all of the kids back, before the one where they did get all the kids back, which was made before the one I'm it's super confusing. I don't understand it, but whatever.
1: That's uh, weird. yes, that's really weird, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then on May 13th, we've got another six movies. Trading Mom, Widow's Peak, A Million to Juan, Crooklyn, The mm-hmm. Crow. And when a man loves a woman,
1: so I, I'm, I'm hope you know, I yeah, you know, I I remember seeing the crow in the movie theater too. We're start see see the thing is we're starting to hit that patch where there's gonna be like one, it's coming up soon where there's like one a week that I saw. Yeah, we're hitting the summer movie season. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. All right, well, exciting stuff to look forward
1: to next week for sure. Yeah. For in the sure. meantime.
0: Uh, John, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Oh, you can find Kessel Junkie. Uh, that's me uh, roaming around on different social networks, primarily active on stuff like Letterboxd, uh, occasionally on Twitter. Uh, you can find me over, still writing over at KesselJunkie.com. And you can find me right here on the network, uh, co-hosting Aggressive Negotiations, which is a Star Wars podcast with uh, my friend Matthew Rushing. And uh, where can people find you online, Mike?
0: You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K, and you can also find me on FilmDamagePod.com, doing a show called Film Damage. And you can find me on Trek.fm. We just finished up doing Tracks from the Edge, and we're about to start something new, uh, which hasn't started yet, but we're going to be providing some audio commentary for quintessential Picard episodes Uh, Leading up to the release of the Picard show.
1: I am excited for that. Very excited for that.
0: Yeah, it should be fun. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for this week. So until next week, be kind, rewind.